everybody. Welcome back for episode 74 of the Path Podcast. I am Jason. Hey, I'm Jerry. And we are so glad that you have decided to join us as we continue down the path this week. Um, we are continuing down the path with a new series called Pathway. Pathway. And so um, it, it's exciting that we're starting this this new look at, um, we just finished talking about uh, assimilation here at our church, mm-hmm. assimilating into the life of um uh, of Lafayette first, and I, I feel like assimilation sounds like such a technical military term. It's just we want you to be a part of the family here. We yeah. want you to to get involved, and so that's what that's about. And now we're transitioning from once you're a part of the family, now we want you to grow in the family, mm-hmm. uh, and and in your walk with Christ. And so, Derek, if you wouldn't mind, maybe just help set up uh, the the direction that we're going with this with this series, and then let's talk for a few minutes about uh, what you preached on yesterday morning. Yeah. So. Um, it may be helpful just to kind of describe, you know, what, you know, there's some, there's some, a lot of moving parts yeah. that is to this moment. Yeah. So yeah. maybe, I, maybe I can, yeah, that would be helpful yeah. explain that. So <clears throat> in June, I'll have been the pastor here for four years. Yeah. So, um, when I came, I was in a doctoral program at Southeastern, and um, it was on church revitalization, and um, one of the classes I had taken was vision casting. Um, I came into this church, you know, assuming it would it just takes a long time to bring life and vitality yeah. and excitement. Sure. And, um, you know, I think a lot of times... Pastors can try to move and shake things a little quicker than they yeah. should, and so I, you know, I determined you can slow, play the long slow game. and steady wins yeah. the race, you know. Yeah. And I, I'm a that's my personality anyway. So, um, so I was prepared to do that. Well, we did a few things, man. They started taking off, and God started blessing, and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that first Easter, we had 606 people here. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I had some leadership say, hey, you can move faster. You to. I'm <laughs> like, bro, I'm already moving faster than I thought I would. You know, like, <laughs> right, I just right. didn't expect this to happen. So, and so I'm like, okay, well, I learned this really awesome thing in one of my classes in seminary about how to yeah. cast vision. Was, maybe we need a vision. I mean, like, I, I really don't feel like we can go any further yeah, without until we just kind of launch a vision, you know. I mean, yeah. you, you can do this and that and this and that or whatever, but if they don't, if they aren't cohesive and fit into a, a system and a yeah <clears throat> and a purpose, you know, it'll just be we're hey we're doing a lot of cool little things and I I, I don't know they might just be a flash in a pan mm. you, you never know yeah and so you know that was something I was convinced of in that that class about vision casting. So we went through a process, a six-month process, really ended up being about an eight-month process, <clears throat> all, all told, where we casted vision <clears throat> for the future of the church. Yeah. And we did a vision <clears throat> series at the time. We we uh, put forth Love, Live, Lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was statement. my first series here. Yes. Yeah. Was, was that uh, vision casting nice. series? Nice. Okay. So you're, yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Which was basically a year later. Yeah. So within a year, yeah, here we are, and so <clears throat> we're doing all that, and putting that out, and, and it goes it was well received. Um, yeah. uh, we were able to do it in such a way that the whole church got to 
you know, cast their votes and, mm-hmm. and their, not just their vote, but their, their opinions and yeah, Let their voice be heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and really, you know, that was kind of one of the questions is what is your dream? You know, what is your God-sized dream mm-hmm. for Lafayette First? And, and so we were able to do that and get a new logo and all those things. And those yeah. are very important and really set the, you know, set the... Um, trajectory yeah. for everything we've done since. Right. Well, as part of my DMIN project, I knew I wanted to do something around discipleship. Um, just something that's been on my heart for a while. I was a basically a discipleship pastor at a previous church. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it's a heart that I had. You know, a couple there's three deacons that have been been having their own discipleship group mm-hmm. for four years now I guess or maybe longer and they um, you know had a heart for that too and were willing to help and yeah. part of that vision process after after that vision process it was launching our seven ministry teams mm-hmm. and it was kind of like okay here's the why of what we're doing it's the vision here's the how we're going to do it yeah. by organizing and making sure ministry is the cogs of ministry are working here as much right. as like Finance committee and personnel committee and all those committees were working as well, mm-hmm. which they were all working very well. So it's like, hey, let's let's, for lack of a better term, let's programatize mm-hmm. the ministries as well. It's right. just it's not a program. It's just because that's him, you know. Yeah. It's just an, an organizing structure. An organizing structure yeah. to make sure that those systems and, and ministry yeah. systems are happening as well, which is so, important. Which is important. Yeah. So we created that with our deacons leading those and. Um, we began working, and I particularly had to work on assimilation. That's what it boiled down to yeah. in my ministry project is I was going to create an assimilation plan. Assimilation is really just a function of discipleship yeah. in a church, but we separated those into two different teams. And so through the assimilation team process and through my project uh, for my DMN, you know, we, we met, I trained, we wrote, mm-hmm. prepared, and got this system ready, um, and then we launched it last month. Yeah. Well, all that you know, a lot of that time, I was also working with a discipleship team that was working on a, a pathway, discipleship pathway. Churches mm-hmm. will call that. Oftentimes, we opted for pathway to Christ likeness, and mm-hmm. that'll tie into our our sermon series yeah. and, and and what we're describing here in just a moment. But um, because we we feel like discipleship is not a, a word that's been used a lot in church in churches, and so it's hard to understand. And a word that you have used and you understand a lot easier, and in, in, in at least in our terminology, means the same thing. Is we're just trying to help you become more like Christ. Yeah, that's what discipleship is in a right. boiled down type of way. Yeah. So our, that team worked on <clears throat> on that for six months, and it just worked out that, and I think it, you know, God's providence and sovereignty, it worked out to where. You know, one is uh, yeah, right, right after the other because that's how they fit on the team uh, team structure. Yeah. So, anyway, all that to say, we've been working for a um, little over a year with the discipleship team, too, while we were working a little bit over a year, probably almost two years, mm-hmm. with assimilation. Yeah. And um, so with that, we have, we're launching an assimilation plan, and then now we're launching... The pathway to Christ likeness. Right now, the pathway to Christ likeness has always been the same. Nothing's changed about it. Right. But it's up to every church to decide 
how are we going to make that a system yeah. that we help people come into? John Wesley had this conveyor belt mentality, mm-hmm. and and that's you know it's kind of like we're producing disciples, we're producing yeah. people who are more Christ-like at the end of their life than they were at the beginning of their life, right. and to do that, we've got to have a system to make it happen, and so um, that's kind of you know taking a lot of church history, a lot of biblical yeah. truth, and trying to figure out this plan that we had. And, you know, we essentially said, hey, we already have the vision. Yeah. Because we have the vision statement, love, live, lead. And we ended up landing on, let that be our conveyor belt. Mm-hmm. You know, our it's really a wheel, but it's, it's intentionally to take you from one thing to the next. To, and con, it's continuous. I love the the circle. Right. Because it never ends. Yeah. You know, like you move on from discipling yeah. one person to Christ-likeness to discipling another. I mean, it's yeah. just we're all constantly getting people on that um on that will to disciple mm-hmm. and it's around love live lead so that's what this series will constitute yeah we talked about love yesterday so with all that being said what is love well love is and we're saying is that you must love god if you're going to be a disciple of christ you mm-hmm. must know christ you yeah. must know god you must know salvation you must worship him right and uh, you know a lot of times I don't think we realize how much discipleship happens on a Sunday morning mm, yeah. uh, in our worship services to help you to grow in that aspect yeah. of your relationship with the Lord, right? And so, uh, you know, of course we know that because sure. a lot of time, attention, prayer, yeah. uh, strategy, mm-hmm. your intentionality with our series and where we're going, yeah. all that goes into that very intentionally to help grow people in their walk with Jesus. Yeah. But a lot for a lot of people, the buck stops there. You come to church on yeah. Sunday morning, you you know you get some wisdom and some truth, and you kind of go out and live your life the rest of the week, yeah. never being changed. And that's where we'll get into subsequent weeks. Is no, there's other things that that you should be doing to grow in Christ likeness. Right, worship is one of them. Yeah, it's a big part of it, but it's not the only part. No, yeah. it's a very important part. Yeah. It's essential. You can't. Right. And that was what we said is that loving God or worshiping God gets us on the pathway to Christ likeness. You can't be on the path to Christ likeness if you don't have a love for God. Yeah. Now, we looked at some scripture where Jesus um, clearly states that loving God is synonymous with loving others. Mm -hmm. They're two sides of the same coin to use that. you know, phraseology. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the picture of their conduit, you know. It's mm-hmm. like there's a vertical conduit. Yeah. You know, you tap into, um, you know, love of God. Mm-hmm. It flows through you to go out to those love horizontally. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about that, and there's an aspect of that. And it connects to live, which is we'll talk about next week, which is more about how we do love each other and spur yeah. one another on to Christ-likeness. But... Um, in, in community. So um, that's kind of a, a brief overview of how we got here, mm-hmm. kind of a quick recap. Yeah, of, no, I think that's really helpful. Um, yeah. Of why we're talking about loving God first. It's the entry point, but then loving others keeps you on that track. Yeah. And, uh, and then that's something we all need to have as a part of our life. I think it's essential for us to discuss that right now as well because. You know, some have gotten out of the habit of coming to church. Yeah. And, okay, 
is church becoming a church and all be all? That was you know the age old question: Can I grow my relationship with God, um, and not come to church? Well, I mean, I think Scripture would say, not to the extent that you could if you would come. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can you have a relationship with God? Certainly, we'd be legalistic to say you couldn't. Church is not yeah. the end all be all. Right. Church, but you're not getting a full picture, though. Right. Yeah. Church is the place where we program where we program corporate worship like the body of christ getting together to worship our god together Mm -hmm. and you know right now um you know all over i've talked to other pastors and other people from other churches you know we got used to watching it on our screens at home because we had to because of the pandemic yeah and i'm glad we have that technology i'm glad we still do it you know people have found us recently because of that right but it's it's a it's only a substitute temporarily or meant to be yeah it's not to, meant to be the replacement a, a replacement yeah. yeah because you cannot experience what i think god intends for us to experience mm-hmm. which is that vertical and horizontal aspect of yeah. worship yeah like being with each other being there in the room together yeah. the body of christ united lifting high the name of christ yeah Tapping into that relationship well, I mean, with him, I think it do, it dovetails it dovetails very nicely with what we talked about a few weeks ago um, in First Corinthians twelve. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you know, if we we can't um, <laughs> to use Paul's terminology, we can't sit at home and be an ear all by ourselves, right? And expect to be able to see and touch mm-hmm, and taste mm-hmm. all of the things of God. Yeah, um, we have to be together as the mm-hmm, body united mm-hmm. to fully experience who our God is and. Um, and that's that is, you're right. It's vital. It is. It's not like this is an important part. It's this is a necessary part yeah. of our growth in Christ. Yeah, yeah. You know, I used John Wesley earlier, mm-hmm. and he kind of had this concentric circles kind of thing. Yeah, conveyor belt. You know, it's like the community. And he talked about what Jesus did, of course. You know, Jesus had the larger group. I think he called that community. Uh, John Wesley did. Mm-hmm. Um, the crowd. No, the crowd, the community, the core. Mm-hmm. And some other things in between that. That was his terminology. And he, you know, that was corporate worship. Yeah. Sunday school. Yeah. And um, like even smaller one-on-one discipleship type of groups. Yeah. Well, you know, all those are valid in our walk with the Christ. Sure. They help us in an aspect of growing in Christ-likeness along the pathway, right? And so each of those is very important. And so that's what this is about. You know, so we're, you know, we believe as a church, the way you're going to grow in Christ-likeness as a part of our body Mm -hmm. is to love, live, lead, right? Love like Jesus, live like Jesus, lead like Jesus. And so then you need to be plugged in to worship. Yeah. We'll talk about next week. You need to be plugged into some type of group. Yeah. Where you're in community with others, we have three options available for you: connect groups, mm-hmm. D groups, which is gender-based, like three or four small mm-hmm. group, and then advanced classes. All mm-hmm. those fulfill living in community with each other, yeah. spurring one another on to Christ likeness. Yeah. And you need that. You need people to help you do that. Uh, you can go further faster yeah. with others there, Absolutely. accelerating right. than you can only doing it by yourself. Mm-hmm. All of Scripture, every letter that is written except for uh, Philemon, 
is written to a church body. Well, Timothy and Titus are written to one specific person. But about so, churches, though. But there yeah. are about churches. Yeah. Philemon is just to a specific guy about a specific situation. Yeah. But all the others are written to actual churches, congregations. And right. so I think we miss that sometimes because we yeah. individualize our walk with Christ and say, well, it's my personal relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And there is a personal aspect to it. Sure. But it doesn't mean that you should be only walking with Jesus by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's the what's the the old cliche. There's no there's no such thing as the Lone Ranger Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but God intended for you to do it with others, bringing yeah. you along, spurring you along, accountability. Yeah. It's built into uh, prayerful, us. Yeah. Uh, carrying one another's burdens. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can look at all just, those one another statements. Exactly. Yeah. Just type into Google one another passages in the yeah. Bible, and yeah. you'll come up with a list of. I mean, it's a bunch. There's 59. Yeah. Yeah. 59 one I was thinking, statements. I was thinking it was 60, but uh, you're, I would trust you better than mine. Mine was just a guess. So I, knew <laughs> yeah. it was, I knew it was up, upwards around that number. Yeah. So there are, you know, that's, that is so intentional that Absolutely. we're supposed to do this yeah. together. Yeah. So we'll find that out. And then lead is that you're supposed to use your gifts that God's given you. We talked about that in assimilation, mm-hmm. uh, the assimilation series. Uh, yeah. But that is essential for your growth. Right. God wants you to use the spiritual gifts he's given you mm-hmm. so that you can help others grow, but also so that you can grow yourself. It yeah. says he's given us those for unity and maturity. Mm-hmm. We see that in Ephesians 4. So yeah. um, that's kind of the where this is going, why we're doing it, mm-hmm. and those kind of things. Anything you know that you told me to say and I forgot to say it or any <laughs> insights no. that you... Yeah, no, I, I think that's so it's so vitally important that just this idea of um, being on this pathway that um, I, I think when you, in my mind, when I think about a pathway, I go down a pathway because I'm hoping to reach a destination. And I think for, for us, especially as like, let, let's be honest with ourselves, you know, we are Southern Baptist Christians in America in the 21st century. And we, God in his common grace, has given us some incredible resources to be able to learn about him, to grow in our faith. Um, But I think an unfortunate byproduct of that is we think that discipleship is a six-week process or Mm -hmm. an eight-week process. Um, And I love the the fact that we've created this wheel um, of discipleship, of Christ-likeness, growing in Christ-likeness, because, yeah, you go through that wheel, but then it's like you— you go in a little deeper and you go through that wheel mm-hmm. again and you go a little deeper and grow through that wheel again. And um, we're, we're not going to fully achieve Christ's likeness this side of eternity. No. And I think that that's, a, that's something that we really need to remember that it's not like, uh, you know, you, you do your six-week thing and then congratulations, <clears throat> here's your certificate. You're a disciple now, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, it's, we're, we're never going to arrive at mm-hmm, that point. Mm-hmm. We're just going to continue to grow because I think that um, – it's really short-sighted in us to think that we could get there that quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, think about think about the disciples mm-hmm. in, in the in the gospels that they were with Jesus, mm-hmm. the Creator of the world. They were with him every day for three years, and they didn't get it. Yeah. At the end of three years. Yeah. Um, I mean, because you know, imagine or um, remember all the questions that they're asking him right there towards the end. They're like. So now, is this like is this the point where you're gonna take over and like rule the world, or is there something else we're supposed to be looking for? Like yeah. they, they still didn't get it at the end of that three years, and so I think that um, in our processes, we should number one cut ourselves a little bit of slack 
Don't put so much pressure on the, I have to get there. I have to become the disciple mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to look just like him now. It's a process. Yeah. It's, it's a, that's why, um, you know, another big church word is sanctification. That's yeah. that process of becoming like Christ. And if it was instantaneous, there would be no need for us to stay here after we experience salvation. Yeah. God, God would just say, all right, you're saved and you're just like me. Come on up to heaven, yeah. right? But we stay here because there's this process of growing in, uh, in the image of God. And, and I think that that's something that we need to factor into our thought process of becoming like Christ. That it's not an instant thing. It's not an overnight thing. It's not a thing that's going to happen this year yeah. or this decade. It's something that we have to work toward constantly. Now, progress is fantastic, and we should celebrate progress along the way mm-hmm. of becoming more like Christ. But um, but it's not something that's gonna, that we're going to get to quickly. No. So. Well, I, I'm glad you said that because it's a, it, it's something that takes a lifetime. Absolutely. Yeah. And even the most Christ-like follower of Christ, mm-hmm. who's followed him the longest, who's had you, yeah. you know, a lifetime of sanctification, mm-hmm. will not be fully like Christ until they meet Christ. Yeah, right. It says in Scripture that when we uh, are face-to-face with him is when we will be truly like him. Yeah. So, you know, it's a journey. It's a pathway, Absolutely. which I think is a good terminology right. to say, you know, <clears throat> you're on this path that you'll continue down yeah. the rest of your life. Right. Yeah, and I, th- <clears throat> I think that the the moment that we think, um, man, look how Christ-like I am, is the moment that you are not very much like Christ. Yeah. It's, it's like making the statement of, yeah, man, I'm the most humble person you'll ever meet. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, just by the statement itself, you just negated what you said. And It's like me when I um, <laughs> when I used to work out and I lost all this weight and I was the best shape of my life. And I looked in the mirror one day and I was yeah. like, I've arrived. I am here. This is it. And yeah. I stopped. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm. And here we are. And now I am where I am now. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And, get it. and you know, the same thing in a similar way for our Christian life is we never arrive. Yeah. And if we think we've arrived, it's the very moment that we should say, I got to buckle down yeah. and do what I need to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, to, 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 to fully trust Christ uh, more mm-hmm. and to follow him more and to lean into him more mm-hmm. and to trust him more and to yeah. depend on him more. You know, yeah. um, you know and I, I think, a I think a factor of this that, um, that is not usually touched on is that, um, you know, we, we all like to, we like to quote the verse, you know, iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And it's true, iron does sharpen iron. But when iron is sharpening other iron, there's sparks and there's friction and there's difficulty. And so I think it's, I think it's important to remember that along the way, as we are becoming more like Christ, there's going to be moments where it's, it's not going to feel great yeah. because... It's, um, you, know, you may, if you've had any experience in church, you, you may have heard the illustration of it's like it's like a, um, a sculptor chiseling away uh, mm-hmm. the, the unneeded marble or stone or whatever. And um, that, that chiseling away is not always fun necessarily, mm-hmm. but the result is more being more like Christ yeah. and it's so worth it. And, um, and I think it's, that's important to remember. And that, that is why we need each other mm-hmm. because when, when we're going through that process of, you know, getting this chunk of sin chiseled away from your life or whatever, um, 
there's going to be moments where you're going to go, forget this, man. This is no yeah. fun. I don't yeah. want to do this. And it's at that moment that you we need fellow believers to go, no, 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 no. Stay in the process. Yeah. God is good. He's using whatever situation to make you more like Jesus. And mm-hmm. um, and that's where that whole loving God and loving others comes into play there, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes that can be hard to hear. Absolutely, it can, yeah. If you're the one in the middle of the painful experience. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think that's that's where it come that's where that love aspect comes in. Yeah. Where when we've built community enough to know I don't like what I'm going through, but I know that this person loves me and they're pointing me back to Jesus right now. So maybe I need to just sit in this for a moment. Maybe I need to walk through this with Christ and and become more like him in this, even though I may not necessarily want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's that's why community is so vital that we're able to we're able to to encourage each other to continue through the difficult things to become more like Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really important. So, all right, well, Derek, thank you for for sharing that and kind of leading us down a path to help us understand the pathway a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, we look forward to digging into that a little deeper next week. But this is where we turn it over to you. We'd love to hear from you. What what is God doing in your life, or or can you think of some examples where God has um, helped chisel away some things to make you more like him. Uh, we would love to know about that. We'd love to, to celebrate those things and to discuss those things. And so you can email us at the path at lafayettefirst.life, or you can comment right on this YouTube video. And we'd love to have a conversation with you about those things. Uh, we hope that you'll tune in next week as we continue in this pathway series of uh, we've talked about loving like Jesus. We're going to talk about live like Jesus and lead like Jesus and how that's all part of the process. Um, but we hope that you will join us next time. Until then, I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we will see you next time as we continue down the path.